WCHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. What is a guardian angel? What is disclosure all about? Are there ghost hunters, quote-unquote, out there who are using our theories and methods? Well, hello there, and welcome to the 402nd edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those intriguing questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So we have an open line show this evening, and we'll be diving into those never-ending emails. In addition, we welcome all call-ins. So our number for this evening is 248-545-7685. Again, that's 248-545-7685. All right. Well, let's get right to it and start right in with the angels. This is from Nina J. in Oslo, Norway. Oh, that sounds like a fun place. Hi, guys. I grew up Catholic and was always taught to believe in guardian angels. They seem to be important, and everybody has, uh, has one, they say. I have not heard you say much on your show about angels or and not about gar- like guardian angels. Do you believe in guardian angels? Well, uh, yes. There's the answer to that. But, oh, that was easy. Yes. Yeah, it's easy. But, but, but the, the issue of angels, we have discussed that, of course, several times on the show. As a matter of fact, we had, uh, well, we've had one or two guests simply to discuss that. Yeah, but not specifically guardian, guardian angels. No, I suppose not. Not specifically guardian angels. You know, we started the show going on six years ago. I was always afraid we'd run out of things to talk about, but there's always something new. Indeed. So apparently this is one of them. Uh, you, you're, you, you're right, Nina. Uh, guardian angels are, or were at least taught I'm sure they still are, but were very, very much emphasized when I was growing up uh, in the Roman Church, and this was a, a matter of uh, importance to us as children. There was, was someone watching out for you, and it does go back in traditions long before Christianity that there is some kind of guardian that's looking out for us. Now, of course, uh, Ben and I can both tell you that whenever you meet mediums and psychics, especially mediums, they're very often referring to guardians or. In many different, under many different names, you know, enlightened masters or whatever kind of thing. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the UFO crowd will even get into that. And uh, I don't know. I think the thing to do is to really be careful about what you're considering a guardian and what might be an, a, a sort of hungry and hostile parasite or enemy. However, I do believe there is very much a guardian uh, angel situation. I, I have had several. I'm sure everybody has their own stories. My most dramatic one, uh, which I have recounted on the air several times, is simply that um, I was uh, with the, um, the military in the Yukon in way back in early 1979, and it was uh, the St. Elias Mountains, and we were airdropped into this area, and it was really cold, <laughs> to say the least. The wind chill factor was something like 45 below zero. It was incredible, and of course, this was part of the training. So the first thing you would do, of course, was to burrow literally into the snow, and uh, you you can keep warm that way. However, we had to go out of the recon, two of us, and we were caught. I was caught in in what amounted to an avalanche, I suppose. It wasn't a a big one, but it was enough to bury me under about eight feet of snow. Uh, Everybody was going crazy trying to get me out because everybody came along shortly after us, and it was was really something. However, I, I felt that I was going to die, and maybe in the multiverse I did. 
several times. And what I felt was a, a sort of, I, right through my glove, a, a warm feeling come into my hand. Something pulled me up out of the snow. And the first thing the guys knew, you know, my head was sticking out of this eight-foot snow pile. So um, you tell me. So, I mean, if that wasn't a guardian angel, then I don't know what it was. And uh, they, they were able to uh, to rescue me. And uh, it was um, qu- quite a quite a spectacular uh event in my life and something I certainly never never forgot. So I do believe we are we are watched over. The question is what are these guardian angels? Now of course the the, the general teaching and what that we learned as a child was that they're servants of God who were angels were servants of God created before human beings were. They are disembodied or at least don't have bodies the way we do. And of course in order to believe this stuff, you know, the multiverse is required. You know Things in in many religions are um, okay. Well, well Jesus ro- you know rose from the dead and then ascended into heaven. I mean, wh- where did he go? I mean, into space. I mean, so uh, the multiverse makes that very easy to to understand. We're dealing with parallel worlds here, and God presumably uses that. Uh, in other religions, the same thing uh, can apply. So these uh, obviously are what we might today call uh, interdimensional creatures, multi multiverse creatures uh, from other parallel universes and, and who have access to ours. We find this all the time, whether you call them guardian angels in any religious sense at all. I don't think you even have to put it in a religious sense, in the strictest sense of that, that term. These, these, these beings, uh, there seem to be many different species in many different worlds that sort of are aware of, of other worlds, unlike ourselves, unless we really become spiritually adept. And we, they are able to assist us, I suppose, as we would help one another. Uh, some seem to be very generous. And I think there, there are just as many, if not more, of these than there are the parasites we always talk about, the Where enemies. Where did the idea of someone dying and becoming an angel come from? Oh, that, I don't Well, I mean, that, again, what do you mean by an angel? I, mean, I don't know. I just remember thinking of that. <clears throat> anyone was... who was a servant of God is an angel, I would think. I guess. Well, I don't know. I was just thinking about this because I, I started thinking of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, dear. <laughs> Everyone loves that except except Ben's mom and, and myself. I think it's the most depressing thing. It is thing. really depressing, but I was <laughs> well, just like... Well, there's three. And I was just like, wait a second. I remember, All I can think of is, like, if somebody dies, like, I remember this being, like, for some reason, I always thought of this. Like, if somebody dies, they become an angel or something. Or if they were good or something like well, that. Well, in the sense of a guardian? Yeah, we've seen that a hundred times. So angel well, is look, look a synonymous at, word for guardian? Well, look, look at... Uh, look at um, the O'Neill situation. Oh yeah, Nicky. Okay, Nicky O'Neill. Yeah, he was the youngest victim of the station Mike nightclub fire in Rhode Island in '03, and we are very uh, friendly with his parents. As a matter of fact, our, our media company that our family owns published his book, uh, not not the boys' book, but the father's book, based Forty One Signs of Hope, based on the experiences that the family had in communication with this young man. Based on the number 41. Really, really amazing. I do recommend it. It's very interesting. Now, of course, they attributed it to spiritualism. We attributed it, and, and uh, Dave and I, uh, he doesn't disagree with us. But I, I, don't, know, I don't know if he, he uh, fully accepts it, but that, of course, in many, many worlds, well, Nicky never had, died. Well, and he, saying, like, well, I was just about to say, like, last yeah. time we had him on, he was like, I'm beginning to sort of take your side of the spectrum. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. So, yeah. There's a leading paranormal investigator and author in this area who has said he's starting to think about the multiverse idea, and it makes sense. So I like to think we're having some influence 
don't get a lot of credit for it, but hey, you know, that's not what we're in this for. No. Nope. Uh, so, uh, in any case, uh, yeah, I think of Nikki O'Neill, who has been a tremendous uh, help to his family. And it's funny, uh, um, his father told us, and I know you've heard him say this, Ben, that he uh, imagines or has been told by mediums, who, who most of whom don't really get it, but, but mean well, I, I'm sure most of them, they said that they can picture Nikki in a classroom teaching other people how to help their their own people back on earth or who haven't died and all this stuff. And at first, you know, the first reaction is, oh, my gosh, give me a break, how maudlin or stupid. But it's not stupid. Because it's possible. Because it's entirely possible. There are lots of worlds where we're aware of these other things. And he may very well be in a classroom in his where his main consciousness is right now, as opposed to his subconscious. Yeah. And and uh, teaching others how to help others. I mean, in a way, we talk about this good world where there are meetings and things. And because I, I'm probably you don't think we're crazy if you don't know what we're talking about, because uh, the listeners who have not uh, been privy to those conversations on Coast to Coast AM or on this show uh, somehow uh, might not know what we're talking about. But in any case, yes, I believe in guardians. I'm sure Ben does too. We see them in action all the time, but they aren't necessarily guys with wings. You know, th- th- that, that's another interesting question. How did the um, the idea of – well, if, uh, I didn't answer y- your thought of how did people die and become – you know, the idea that they they die and then become angels. Well, again, any kind of guardian uh, that, that – when you're, if you're in the right kind of situation. And again, you make your own bed in the multiverse, and so you uh, if you're, you're a, a generous person – in your conscious life now, wherever your consciousness shifts, then you'll be more likely to be generous there because it's a path of least resistance. That's what happens in nature. So, uh, as, but as far as uh, I've always been curious, what why angels are pictured with wings? And you'd be astounded the people who actually think these are people with wings. You know, fairies too, fairies and angels—they all have wings. Well, I, I think it's because uh, perhaps the the ease of transportation, uh, the the glowing. Of course, you might see because then what do we see in, in parallel universe situations? We see the world boundaries that are that are literally bright lights. Is it really plasma boundaries, electrified air molecules that come across, especially to the camera, as as huge bright lights? So. Uh, I don't think these are actually people with wings. Uh, th- there could be a tie-in with some of our, our theories about the ancient world and some possible visitors from parallel world where technology was, was more uh, prevalent than it was at the time of the, uh, the, the visitation. And people will sometimes uh, have ideas of these beings flying. Uh, you think of the, uh, the national poem of India, the Mahabharata, with, with, with the, the, the Vimana and all the flying that was going on in that situation and in many contemporary documents uh, in many, from many different cultures. So um, how, why, how they got wings, I'm not sure, but uh, they do tend to get around and uh, they definitely, definitely exist. They get around. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, we, um, any more thoughts on that? Because we've only got a, few, a minute or two before the break. No, no, let's move on okay. to something else. What has ever happened to you that you, fe- you felt uh, you might have been protected or, or guarded? I, I mean, we, we, have, we, have, we have tremendous defenses even around this house which we didn't put there so i don't know I well what about well i, I know you don't like to talk about that time you thought no. you... <laughs> okay all right i'll respect my son's wish all right well we can at least read one more before i know no we're not i don't think we're going to do that i'll pick one and then we'll say 
You are listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio at NewSkyRadio.com. We will be right back after a break, and we'll continue with someone here who is afraid that they're crazy, but has been reassured that they're not. And wait till you hear this one. This is a good one. We'll be right back. Thursday is a power-packed day here on the sky. Join us at noon for the I'm Thankful Network. At 1 p.m., it's the Dr. Pat Show. At 4 p.m., Colette Baron-Reed takes the stage for the Colette Baron-Reed Show. The Colette Baron-Reed Show, where intuition, practical spirituality, great advice, a little woo-woo fun, and fabulosity meet. Colette Baron-Reed is an internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, and best-selling author who helps others recognize and connect with their own intuition, potential, and purpose. Powerful motivational speaker, charismatic broadcast personality, and acclaimed performer, storyteller, and recording artist, Colette uses her extraordinary spiritual gifts to empower her clients to live a life that is awake and authentic, and to create a reality that is spiritual, deliberate, and meaningful. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com.
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And we were just discussing angels, what they are, uh, what they could be, and maybe examples of angels of people that we might know. Uh, who knows? No, mom's an angel. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, more emails. Uh, we'll move on from angels. Uh, that'll come up again. This is from Gary J. in Danvers, Massachusetts. Uh, to Paul and Ben, I feel better about myself when I listen to your show because I know that uh, maybe I am not crazy. I saw in the paper that a guy... Um... <laughs> no, Egote Benedict. Sorry, I, I couldn't help it. I tried to hold it and it didn't work. Uh, I saw in the paper that a guy my parents knew died last month, and I know I saw it in the paper, and I remember uh, them leaving the house to go to the funeral. Two days later, I woke up, and on the TV, uh, and on my TV, on the other side of the room uh, where it was before, uh, wait, what? Did I read this incorrectly? Two days I think this TV room. was on the, uh, the other side of the room that had been the previous night. Oh, yes. Uh, he's a, I was confused. When I went downstairs and I heard my parents talking about the guy that died, my dad was going to meet him for lunch that day. <laughs> I turned so white, my parents wanted to know if I was sick. Uh, I said, didn't he die? And they just looked at me. If I did not hear you guys uh, talking about this stuff like this, I would really freak out. But I know it must be the multiverse, but I never knew it could happen to me. Never knew it could happen to you. So, it sounds like a disease. Yeah. I got the multiverse. Yeah, well, Gary, uh, you, obviously you had a classic multiverse experience. I mean, unless you're going off the deep end with schizophrenia, which I highly doubt, because I, I, working in mental hospitals, I found so many times that people who were diagnosed with that were actually having multiverse experiences. Um, so I, I, that's really all we can say. I mean, it's quite amazing. That is a in, really interesting experience. It is extremely interesting. Usually it doesn't get quite that dramatic. But it can get far more dramatic. We've had people testify that, that they, they have witnessed uh, other people disappearing right in front of them. Uh, there, was, there was one case, uh, we, haven't, we didn't work on it, but there was a case that, that's in our files from years ago where a fellow in England had walked out of his house and found himself in his neighborhood, but it was very different. Houses were different colors. Cars looked really weird. Uh, he, and he'd spent quite a bit of time there. He ended up at the police station because nobody knew who he was. And then he woke up and, and all of a sudden he was back where he should have been. So, uh, again, possibly psychotic experiences, but what is psychotic? Is it is it really uh, an illness or is it people who are really aware of worlds that actually exist and uh, and can experience them uh, as we normal people, quote-unquote, do not? So I think both are possible and who knows, and I found them intertwined at times. So, um, I would say keep it calm. Stay, you know, and, and we'd like to know, Gary, if other things like this have happened to you or do happen. Uh, one, one of the problems with multiverse experiences like this is that there, there can be unintended consequences. Uh, there could be other things that are different. We, I've had people – well, we remember the guy who drove by a house every day on his way to work for 20 years and had always been uh, red. Obviously, it goes by and it's blue. Right. Yeah. And the guy said, well, it's been red uh, for forever. So anyway, th these things can happen. And, but what you don't want is unpleasant things to happen. And, I, you know, I think our subconscious 
really controls all this, and what is our subconscious? I think a large part of it is parallel lives. We're living in, the, in a lot of these different worlds. So there is a certain method to that madness in your subconscious, and I think it does kind of control any experiences that do occur. So I don't, I don't know if they really are spontaneous. But in any case, thank you for the interesting experience, Gary, and let us know if anything else happens. And uh, I don't know if you listen to this show and feel you're less crazy or more crazy. I don't know. A lot of people are very uncomfortable with this, and we're getting reports from pretty much all over the place that people are having experiences like this. Well, stuff's getting really weird really quickly. Things are getting weird. Indeed. And with all the pole shifts and crap like that and the flattening out of the... Well, I don't know about pole shifts, but that that could happen. I mean, all this business about... Well, the poles are shifting. I mean, it's a scientific... Well, yeah, actually, uh, what is it, the... um, North Pole is, well, I guess the South Pole, too, must be shifting toward Siberia at a rate of about, what, 40 feet a, is it 40 feet a year, 40 feet a month? It's, I, I, I don't remember what it was. I remember it was a lot, and I was just I haven't, like, I haven't seen it lately. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I remember we talked about it in my astronomy class for like two seconds, yeah. and then we went to something else entirely different. Well, that might not seem relevant, but that, that has to do with electromagnetic field around the Earth and the electromagnetic uh, energies that are kind of blasting through this galactic neighborhood as the... I mean, at least we're told, as as the, the galactic plane flattens out, which happens, this particular event hasn't happened in, what, 660 million years since the last math, mass extinction. Math extinction? Mass yeah. extinction. <laughs> All math was destroyed that day. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had math, math extinction when I was a kid. Anyway, uh, who knows? But, I mean, these things may be increasing because of the energies involved, because electromagnetic fields affect space and time. So because there you go. electromagnetics. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, here is one from Mark. Can't use his full name. In Glens Falls, New York. Ooh. So Mark writes to us. Hi, Paul and Ben. Uh, I have listened to your shows almost since uh, they started five years ago. And there were times when I rolled my eyes about your trash talking about ghost hunters. But then what you warned about happened to me. I was ghost hunting on weekends. Uh, I was a ghost hunting on weekends kind of guy and got a big thrill hanging around cemeteries at night. Then something started hanging around with me, and my life turned upside down. It was a parasite, and I had to go to a shaman to get rid of it. And I didn't agree with you guys. I didn't agree with you then, but I do now. <laughs> well, that's very interesting. Uh, thank you, Mark. It's, um, I'm glad things worked out. I really hope they did. I'm surprised you still listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're a shaman and they're a shaman. Well, maybe the occasional nugget of advice does fall from our lips, good advice. So. Well, no, I mean, like, we do trash talk, like, ghost hunters a lot. Well, I try to be, you know, you know me, Ben, and you get frustrated with me sometimes because I always try and see the good in people and in situations, and you are the best judge of character I, I know. I just don't tolerate stupidity. I, I know, I know. Well, you're younger. I've, I've, I've seen so much of it in my life, and maybe I've developed a tolerance for it, but... But, I mean, who's to say? We could be wrong. Maybe, maybe we could be the stupid ones. I rather doubt it because of the way things work out. But but I don't know. But but as a result, but I still lose patience, and you do too, with, with the, the hobbyist ghost hunting set. There are occasional guests from that realm we have on, very occasional, and they really have to be very special. And a lot of you write in asking to be on the show. And uh, we, we, don't, we always try to answer, but we don't. Uh, generally accept the, the, the pleasure of your company because we just don't take it seriously. People ha- And we don't want to encourage it. People have no business out there seeking entities of this kind. There, there's enough trouble as it is. Now, that's one thing. 
It's another thing when it seeks you out. If if it if it lands on your head, we get letters from people all the time. We're about to start a new case in Connecticut where uh, situation undefined as yet because we ask not to be told before we go in and we want to see for ourselves. But I hope you all take the advice of of uh, Mark here who, who wrote in and said that you know he had problems because of this ghost hunt. You you have no idea what you're dealing with. To seek it out is an extremely dangerous and reckless thing to do. Don't do it. Um, well, it's even worse is when people sort of appoint themselves demonologists. They read a bunch of books by other people who don't know what they're doing. Because any any fool can write a book today, and usually does, and half of them I wouldn't use as doorstops. And th- this can be a problem. Just because you've read a few books doesn't mean anything. Um you know, I, I have 42 years of experience at this, and, and, and I'm, I, I realize how much I don't know. I'm still learning. The more, the more you, you proceed into it, the more questions you have and the fewer answers sometimes there are. So uh, it, it's, it's just, just stay away from it and take a lesson here from, from that. All right. Uh, what do we got here? This is uh, – okay. This is from – I don't know where – this is from Michael – no idea where he's from because he wrote with standard email, but uh, this is the section, second part. Okay. <clears throat> he said, uh, I'm curious if, you, if you're familiar with Dr. Greer and his disclosure project. Uh, forgive me if you've talked about him in your show. I must have missed that one. Specifically, his idea that there are no, quote, harmful, unquote, ETs out there and that the common goal for them is to help evaluate human consciousness. I, for one, would love to believe this. Uh, in parentheses, I mean, after all, if they wanted to harm the plant, the people of this planet, what's stopping them? But with all the negative experiences people claim to have had, I'm not sure how that fits into this peaceful paradigm. Uh, I would love to know what you guys think. Is Dr. Greer on the right track? Are all aliens um, abduction story? Are all alien abduction stories just that, or made up stories? Or do you believe uh, there will be a government disclosure soon? What say you? Okay. <laughs> very funny, Michael. I'm always saying that. What's say anyway? Uh, no, very, very good questions. Very good point, Michael. I, I well, where do we begin with this? Well, what the do you thing th- is, I think it's naive to try and evaluate a completely different species' take on something, because what's to say their concept of peace is the same thing as ours? Absolutely. Yeah. Do they have a concept of peace? What is it like? We can't really evaluate their goals based on our point of view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And Michael, I think you're right too. This is um, a really slippery slope, as the cliche goes. We don't know if these are aliens from other planets or, or multiversal aliens or both. I mean, who knows? We just don't know uh, what their motivations might be. We run into. Enemies and guardians all the time in our work because we come in contact with what we believe are parallel worlds. It's simply by nature of what we do. If you take the spiritualist approach, uh, then you're going to have a different interpretation, but we don't. But the UFO thing is 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 really um, more slippery. More slippery. <laughs> we have Steve Bassett on now, and then we respect him very much, like him very much. But Steve is absolutely adamant. He's, he's probably the leader in the disclosure movement, which is the idea that the government, which presumably knows all about this, will just spill the beans and just tell everybody what they know. Well, I think that in itself is kind of naive. I, I don't know if 
the, the government isn't itself a victim of some of these things. And I'll tell you why. Many of the reports, and th- th- this is going on in a case we were always talking about on the air, indicate to me that the military activity and the uh, other things that are going on, some of the, the logistics of movements that are going on, are, are, are not necessarily governmental in nature. I wonder if there isn't some, some other sort of organization. One thinks of the United Nations, which, which uh, you know, I don't want to get nuts here, but the United Nations 20 years ago couldn't tie its own shoes. Now there are indications they're trying to really exercise some serious influence over the planet. Whether they can do that is another question. But there are all sorts of questions that keep mounting on this. And we'll, I think we have to take a break now, but we'll, we'll continue discussing this after we come back. But you are listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio and NewSkyRadio.com. We will be right back. New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, and Psychic Radio, PsychicOnAir.com. Powered by CBS Radio, AOL and Yahoo is unlike any talk radio station. With a mission to improve the world one listener at a time. This is where you can be the star of your own show. Our listeners are truly unique, truly interactive, and passionate about their world. The Sky and Psychic Radio listeners genuinely care about the environment, social justice, their personal health, and raising people up to live their best life every day. Our motto is New Horizons, No Boundaries. New Age Views, Life Coaching, Psychic Analysis, Alternative Medicine, and Cutting Edge Mind, Body, and Spirit shows can all be found on the Sky and Psychic Radio. Perhaps you have what it takes to join our broadcast family, an open mind, a great idea, and a passion for enriching lives. Check out all the exciting details by clicking the microphone on our homepage at NewSkyRadio.com or give Lisa Rodman a call at 248-546-9600 to learn just how affordable it can be to host a show. Floating in space 
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOLVE. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. And welcome back. And we are reading an email here from, dealing with an email from Michael from somewhere. It doesn't say where it's from. Uh, about the credibility of the disclosure movement and the idea of disclosure, which, as we said, is the government spilling the beans about everything when it has to do with UFOs and aliens. And I'm not so sure that's even possible. Well, how much they really know or is it someone else who knows it? And uh, Michael also brings up the abduction phenomenon. And uh, one thing we always talk about, uh, Ben, when we have someone on the show, uh, particularly Steve Bassett and these other people who are – well, Steve Steve is not – he's not a polyanalyst. But we've had others who are particularly some of the <clears throat> the people, and we love them dearly. But they're from uh, Phoenix, and they've experienced the Phoenix Light phenomenon, which I myself have seen. And they said they felt uh, uh, at peace, and they felt that something was was, uh, was conveying to them love and peace, and all. That. And uh, I sure hope that's true. But we always ask them. If these aliens are such sweethearts, what's the abduction phenomenon all about? Because horrifying stories come out of, the, of, of that, and we've had some of them on the show. Uh, we're we're uh, try we're about to have uh, hopefully Travis Walton back on soon. Uh, Going to be in touch with him about coming back. See, his last appearance he had to bow out at the last minute, but uh, his experience was off. Well, Michael does make a make a point that um, he. Is like, well, what's if the aliens are like a negative towards us and like hostile towards us? What's stopping them from just sort of offing us? Yeah, really, that, that's a good question too. Again, we don't or know do what their motivations are, or do they even care? Like, well, look, look at the the whole uh, Peniston and Burroughs side of the Rendlesham case that we've covered so so extensively. They believe that there is. Uh, the, the probability that that these people are, are are not aliens at all in the sense of they're being the same species and when dna is involved you know if, if any, any interbreeding is going on or any sort of genetic manipulation then there has to be very very s- similar dna involved I mean, you, you can't you know if they if they were squirrels and they came they couldn't interbreed with us but if they were very similar in dna they might and this is an idea that these are not aliens but time travelers who are attempting to uh, re-energize their own DNA with ours because we're their ancestors. I mean, all this is possible in the multiverse. So but the thing is, we just don't know. I do not expect any kind of disclosure anytime soon, Michael. I don't know if Ben agrees. but no, I, I don't. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if, if there's anything to disclose on the part of the government, at least. Yeah, I feel like it's just, I don't know, I feel like all this is based on a series of assumptions. Yes. That's well, as are most things in the paranormal, which I think can be a mistake. One thing we do notice is when we have shows on this subject with certain guests, uh, weird things start to happen. Then again, that could just be to draw attention away from something else. That's true. And, you know, we had such a different – we did our first Rendlesham panel back in 2010, April 2010, on this CBS show. And the, the producer in this studio, nobody could figure out. What these weird that there was laughing in the background, all kinds of strange things were, were 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 coming through, interference. People were getting cut off, coming back on, and it was almost you know some of the interference. It makes you wonder if people on trying somebody's trying to draw attention, almost to it. 
Yeah, I tell you, it's, just it's almost too obvious. So yeah. who knows what's going on? But I agree, we agree with you, Michael. We don't really trust any of this either. And uh, Dr. Greer, uh, of course, uh, we don't know him. He has not been on the show that I can recall. Uh, but uh, he's a colleague, of course, of Steve Bassett, who has. And uh, we respect them both, but I, we don't necessarily agree uh, what, what this is going to do. As a matter of fact, you know, when Steve was on last time, I said, suppose the government does know something and the truth is so horrible and so terrifying that that's why they don't want people to know it. He said he uh, he didn't care that he wanted he wanted to know no matter how 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 bad it was or how good it was. His example was um which I, I thought was a terrible example. He's like if you're in like France or something and the Germans are coming to invade you and they don't tell you that they're going to there's going to be an invasion, wouldn't you want to know that there's going to be an invasion? And I was like that's not a good ex- I I thought about it and I was like, that's not a good example because First of all, the Germans aren't extraterrestrials. <laughs> no. Second of all, we can sort of determine their motives because they're also human. I know, all, I know a lot of very nice Germans. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying at that time, yeah. like Nazi Germany. Sure. Well. Like you can, you can determine their motives, but an extraterrestrial force that is sort of hinted at by a lot of people, and it seems very ambiguous depending on the people you talk to, mm. that in itself, learning the true motives of something like that is far more terrifying than, like, a terrestrial thing. And where do you begin? You know, the, uh, the only common characteristic that I can think can safely be shared with an alien race in the sense of, you know, their motives or what they're about would be something that I think has to be universal pretty, in pretty much all over the multiverse, and that's the survival instinct. You know, the ultimate motivation for every life form, seems to be, at one would think, must be survival or else that species would cease to exist. Now, again, maybe there are places where that's different, but I think in the vast majority of worlds that must be the case. So whoever or whatever this is, if, it's a, if it is an independent entity, which I don't see any, different, any reason to believe it isn't, that would be its ultimate Goal. Yeah, you know, then I can understand the DNA thing, uh, medical experiments, or whatever. Uh, but uh, I'm not prepared to go any further than that because yeah. that's probably the only thing you can say would be common among all all species, alien or otherwise. And I don't know. So I maybe we'll find out. Who knows? Uh, here is one uh, about books from uh, Adriana in Derry, New Hampshire. Ah, quite daring, I see. Uh, Paul, I have read every one of your books, and I think your theories are really groundbreaking. When are you going to write a book about how to investigate cases using your theories? I understand that some teams are using them already. All right, hence our op- one of our opening questions. All right. Uh, well, no. Adriana. Quick answer, uh, no. No, no. As we just said, we don't encourage people to go out and do this. Uh, my background is mostly in ghost research as at Ben's too since he joined me in 05 although we have been getting dragged into some UFO cases things like this because they, they coincide uh, the processes that allow paranormal things to manifest uh, are there then all sorts of things can manifest that don't seem to be related so we but it's mostly a ghost with us uh, so-called ghost so this this I think is is something that is, is should be avoided and, and I say that but it is a universal 
characteristic of the planet that the multiverse is full of holes. Things are always coming and going. It's an open system. Energy is being exchanged. Uh, sometimes somebody takes a wrong turn and the family of worlds they're passing through and gets into one that's entirely alien or foreign. So somebody will disappear from one and all kinds of nutty things can happen. Or the guy can die and then the next day he's having lunch with the guy's father, yep. as in our previous uh, email. So anything uh, canon does happen. But we, I'm not going to write a book encouraging people to use even if they're using my theories. And I'll tell you another thing, Adriana, and, and, and ben, ben will second this, I'm sure. Once in a while, a group gets in touch with us uh, that is saying that they're using our theories and methods. As a matter of fact, I've been told, I don't know if this is true, that an extremely prominent television ghost hunting group uses my book, Footsteps in the Attic, as their, quote, Bible, unquote. Now, I, I, I don't see that, but uh, I think that that's symptomatic of what I'm about to say, and that's that I don't know, people might give lip service to the multiverse idea, but I've, I don't know if they really get it. They still, when they talk to us about it on the rare occasions that we contact them or have been contacted by them, they still use kind of spiritualist terms. It's and, like teaching someone a new language. I suppose it is, speaking as well as just learning Greek. Yep. Yeah, so I, I just think that it's um, that you really have to go for it hook, line, and sinker if you're going to do it in a serious way because if you don't... Well, plus, how would they know our methods? And it's not like... I don't understand that. What are our well, methods? We don't really share. Yeah, so it's like if they're using our methods, how do they know what they are if we don't really talk about I know, them? because we, we use unique methods in a way, or at least use them in a unique way, because we're kind of a unique combination. You have different talents and abilities than I have, and I have uh, maybe more experience. In you. So, so together, it works, I think, pretty well. I guess. But, uh, okay, yeah, well, you know, there are times when I'm not satisfied. Yeah, what we're about to find out is starting a new case this weekend. Uh, but it's, and we spend a long time on cases generally, not everyone, but a lot of them, uh, because they lead to all sorts of interesting things. So, in any case, I, I don't know, I'm not going to write a book about it. I'm still trying to finish the one I should have written three years, that should have been out in 09, and I got my hands full with that. But I, I'm not going to encourage people to use anybody's methods, including our own because I don't think they should be out doing it. Uh, someone had suggested, why, why don't we train people to do it? I suppose that could be a possibility, but I don't know what the venue would be. Uh, online, I don't think is good enough. Uh, we actually have taught class, uh, have taught a class, yeah. in, but, but it's not with the view of turning people into investigators. It's just to talk, cue just them to, in on just to talk about what the it. paranormal, what we believe, is really all about. So I'm afraid there's a big no on all, the, all, all that count there, uh, Adriana. So um, Adriana. just state what? It's not? No. Sure it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in the email before. Man, don't confuse me. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, my I'm... age, it's easy enough. So there, there we have that, and I just think we'll, we'll just have to uh, roll with that. And uh, so anyway, we're going to take another break, believe it or not, and it is Paul and Ben Eno, Behind the Paranormal on CBS New Sky Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. Life's a game. Win. Call and get advice from today's top coaches that are here to help you run a business, offer legal advice, enrich your relationships, or guide you on the right career path. Our coaches are expert professionals in their field to help you win the game of life. Listen to Coach Me Radio, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. 
Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Oh, uh, you wanted me to welcome everybody back. So, welcome back, everyone, to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on the Columbia Broadcasting System, New Sky Radio. <laughs> and uh, we are about to read a very Interesting letter from Elgi in Reykjavik, Iceland. I think it's pronounced Elgi. I don't know. It's written. I'm really. I. I, I do not want to try and uh, try and correct this as I'm reading it. So I'll just summarize the question. Although the English is very good, I'm just very tired right now. So her. You don't want to take on Icelandic in that state. No, I can't. Icelandic is ridiculously hard. But um, essentially, her question is: um, after saying she loved the show, thank you. Is uh, can ghosts or ghost paranormal activity be related to seismic or volcanic activity? Because apparently uh, the people of Reykjavik are seeing like dark shadows near uh, one of the glaciers over there. Well, I don't know if this is Reykjavik because uh, not in Reykjavik, but yeah, but uh, outside near. near okay, presumably, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not really familiar with the. Yeah, I'll try. I will try to pronounce it. The Amir del Sjokol Glacier. I, I just, I would, I love, Ben loves languages too, and I just, but Icelandic really threw us for a loop. 
we loved Iceland. We loved the people. But I, I swear, every the place we must have been settled by every Viking who had a speech impediment. Yeah, anyway. so. Anyway, uh, so can the ghost be related to seismic or volcanic activity? Very good question, Helgi. Uh, I, or Elgi, whatever. Elgi, Elgi. Okay, whatever. and we're very sorry we didn't meet you uh, when we were there, but we we plan to go back because it's just a wonderful country, and Indeed. we will uh, we'll let we will let everyone know uh, in Iceland. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's a good question. There, uh, the first thing that came to mind after I read this was the, the idea of the uh, so-called earthquake lights that one sees uh, uh, yeah. in the western United States too, supposedly before earthquakes occur. They uh, there will be uh, what amount to UFOs, uh, orbs, things of this kind. Yeah. And of course, aha! You know, you wanted you maybe there's something to do with seismic activity, and we do find. Well, I think it has to do with electromagnetics. Well, that's true. Yeah, everything because everything has to do with. If that. there's one thing I've learned in astronomy that's useful after teaching myself, is basically um, the electromagnetic field of our Earth is created from our molten core, because it's circulating heat, mm-hmm. and thus that creates conduction. So, bam, electromagnetic field. Yeah. So the right. heat from the from the core that split, where like the tectonic plates split, and it releases heat. One can assume that that would create some sort of kinetic energy, and thus mess with the electromagnetic field. Yeah, possibly. Very good. Well, there's that, and the, I know that experiments have been done with. Uh, in laboratories with with pressure and stones and things of this different different sorts of of, uh, of rocks and the lithic material, if you will, and lights have been produced, but they're all really little little sparks like above what would be the surface. Yeah, but that wouldn't really explain dark figures. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Oh, plus, those lights didn't last. Yeah, these lights that are seen in these vicinities last, and a lot of UFOs are seen around volcanoes. Really? So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Now, but as far as uh, ghostly activity, uh, they, you know, they know what comes to mind. I mean, it is entirely possible anywhere to see figures of this oh, kind. Because point they, out Point Pleasant. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, point Pleasant. Uh, what well, Utah? West Virginia. Yeah. Oh well, if people listen to this, so they probably know the Mothman phenomena. If not, then um, most of it took place in the, at like this big paranormal flap at um, in Point Pleasant. Uh, West Virginia, and it all culminated to an event where I don't. Well, why did the bridge fall? Now that I think about it, a bridge ca- a bridge collapsed, but I wasn't. It wasn't yeah. seismic, or like- uh, uh, no. If you've seen the Mothman prophecies, the it's it's there was an eye bolt, I believe, in one of the upper superstructure of the, of, of the bridge, it was a suspension bridge, yeah, that gave way, and was presumably of substandard um, quality. Quality, or you know, just simply stress uh, wore it out. Uh, however, you know, as you say that, I'm thinking, you know, that area is not that far from the New Madrid Fault, yeah, which is an, an enormous monster of a problem potentially for the east uh, east coast of the United States and the the Midwest because is was it 1835? It just it just wrecked the place, and were that to happen today, it's a very long fault, and and in the east. The earthquake scenarios are worse than in the West because of the, uh, the the geology in this part of the world. Because earthquakes are felt for vast distances, whereas in California that's not the case. So you have worse quakes in California, but they don't affect areas as large as they would here. Yeah, I remember when I worked at the Providence Journal, I was in the newsroom, in 1987, and there was a quake in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec, 600 miles north of here, and we felt the shaking. 
in the newsroom with the journal and at home in Cumberland, Rhode Island, and knock stuff off shelves. Well, so this there is, has this been is a lot serious. of there has been a lot of earthquake activity lately. Yeah, I mean, like sp- specifically like New Jersey and stuff. Sure. Well, the whole the quake oh. last the hurricane and the earthquake last year. The snowstorm. Yeah, exactly. So in any case, uh, this is relevant to the paranormal because, as Ben says, electromagnetics are involved, and we do find that in areas of great paranormal activity, you have certain uh, geotechnic factors underneath the site, whether it be a high water table or the nature of the. Uh, uh, rocks that are there, uh, sandy or clay soils we find, and uh, conduct electromagnetic energy uh, more easily than some other forms. Uh, crystals certainly do. So here we go. So I think it's entirely possible, Helgi, that, that, that there are... Well, a lot of metals conduct electricity. Well, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, her, her whole Earth is a big conductor. Yeah. So you, you've, it's very possible that you've got uh, activity of this kind around volcanoes. I'd like to hear, we'd like to hear more about it, if you want to let us know if further sightings occur. Uh, we'd like to know if there's any interaction, uh, because the electromagnetic fields not only produce uh, might produce the the uh, impressions or uh, natural lights and things, they might actually open doors. So uh, hence the uh, the situation with any sort of uh, any sort of quote unquote ghost. So very interesting point, and we'll keep an eye on the volcanic and tectonic areas and see if uh, there's some sort of uh, pattern there. Experiments are in order. Indeed. Okay, so let's. Uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up, I guess. Do some announcements. Yeah, we'll do a few announcements. Just uh, remember to check out my books on Barnes and Noble, Nook, and uh, the Kindle, Amazon Kindle as well. And you can check our website behindtheparanormal.com for stuff about our guests, uh, the upcoming and past and uh, present. We at the Necronomicon. And uh, the, that's going to be in Providence, Rhode Island in August of 2013, the Necronomicon. Anybody who's a Lovecraft fan, we're going to be having that guest on our, on our uh, other drive time show in the Boston area on that. Indeed. And uh, that will be taking place in Providence in August of next year. And we will be attending. Absolutely. All right, so many thanks to our producer, Brandon Jackson, and we will see you right here. Next week, December 9th, when my dad and I will welcome back Scottish author and folklorist Jeff Holder for a talk about European poltergeists. And in the meantime, tune into our Boston Drive, drive Time show on WOON 1240 AM and OWNWorldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. You can always get free podcasts of all our show. We have almost 450 shows at www.behindtheparanormal.com. And buy your books on that site because that will help us keep them free. We leave you this evening with a thought from Alexander Graham Bell, alleged inventor of the telephone. Quote, when one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one that is open for us. Unquote. So thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time.